Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Adams, mindset coach, entrepreneur, and manifestation enthusiast. I am obsessed with supporting you in living the life of your dreams. Each week, I'll be providing you with a quick bite of mind food so you can live the life that you were put on this planet to live. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Let's dive in. Hi, beautiful. I'm so happy you decided to click play and join me for a unique episode of the Mindful Babes podcast. So I actually don't think I've ever done a training like this or certainly haven't recorded a podcast episode like this where I am solely focusing on my past struggle, mistakes that I made when I was single. And frankly, what ended up being great lessons for me, because now I can share them with you. And hopefully, hopefully my goal is always that you get there faster than I did. You don't have to learn the lesson the hard way like I did. Maybe you can learn a lesson through my experience and it's going to help you where you're at now. That's always my number one goal. That's why I'm a coach. That's why I do what I do. I want you to get there as fast as possible with as much joy as possible. So I was looking back and if you are newer to my world, you may not fully know my story. So in my late to pretty like mid to late twenties was when I was single for three years, which I felt like was a really long time. You may feel like that's a really long time. I also have a lot of women in my world who have never been in a serious relationship or they've been single for five or more years. And all I know, all I can speak to is that in that experience at that time, it was really tough. You know, here I am 28. All of my friends are in relationships pretty much. I'm going to weddings. I'm going to baby showers. You know, I'm seeing people get engaged all the time. And you're just at that place where it feels like everyone is doing it. Everyone is moving forward in relationships and you're not. And that's really how I felt. So really for me, I started dating from a place of, I need to make up for lost time. I felt like I really needed to, you know, get, make pretty much make up for what I should have quote unquote should have been doing at my age. Right. Like I should have been married by now. I should be thinking about having kids and the timeline, putting that type of pressure on yourself is not the space to be in. So I really did want to attract my dream partner, which, you know, if you are in my world now, you know that I've been with my dream partner for over two years and I really struggled during dating. I really struggled when I was single and wanting it to change. And the turning point for me was really when I decided to do the inner work and go all in on myself. That was when I hired a love coach. That was when I got into personal development. That was when I started a coaching business. And I just really focused on bettering myself and bettering my life and really looking at and healing the parts of myself that said that I wasn't worthy of a relationship. So what I'm going to share with you is really what, what happened before I reached that period. And you know what? I'm grateful that I reached that point because it came on the back end of a lot of disappointment, a lot of feeling insecure and a lot of 
you know, frustration and doubt on my end. Like, am I doing something wrong? What, why do I keep attracting this? When is it going to change? So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the mistakes that I made when I was dating. So here we go. The first mistake And it's not like it's in an order, like here's the first mistake, second mistake, but for the sake of this episode, I will say that. Um, So one mistake that I really made was I took things incredibly personally. I took things very personally and I made things mean something about me. So let's say a guy would say, Hey, you know, I'd love to do this again. And then he never reached out or you know, a guy had said, Hey, let's get together on Wednesday. And I said, that sounds great. And then I didn't hear from him at all on Wednesday. And so I thought I was going on a date, but I wasn't, or, you know, if someone ghosted, right. Which you do want to be careful what you're labeling ghosting. I had only had that happen really once and it was kind of mutual, but it was odd that we both never reached out to each other again. Um, so it's really easy to take things personally and say, what did I do wrong? I'm not good enough. And that is exactly what I did. And it definitely caused me a lot of doubt and really feeling like I was doing something wrong, which when you feel like you're doing something wrong, but you're still taking action, it's a confusing place to be in. And so with that, I made everything mean something. So that's really what this is about is you're making it mean something about you. So a guy flaking, somebody not following up, a bad date. I made it, I turned it into meaning something. I made it mean something about me. Oh, it means I'm unworthy. It means I'm not good enough. It means that he, you know, doesn't respect me. And so I'm not good enough to be respected. It means that I'm never going to find someone who, is going to follow through. And that really sent me on a spiral and it made dating feel a lot harder than it needed to be. I wasn't at the place in my emotional intelligence, in my healing journey where I knew, okay, so the way he handled that, the way this guy didn't follow up, the way he you know, said we had plans and then didn't text me about them, that actually doesn't mean anything about me. It means something about them and their character. And I really wish I would have known that then because I think I would have had an easier time and not felt so upset. So that was the first mistake I made. The second, and this is a really big one, is I wasn't myself on dates. So I operated from the context of who do I need to be so that he will like me? What do I need to say to get him to like me? What do I need to do? So he'll want to ask me out on a second date. What do I need to say to make him feel like he wants to make me his girlfriend? What do I need to say to impress him? Who do I need to be? And that was my mission. I wasn't going in from the place of, well, let's see if there's a connection. It was like, okay, how can I make this guy really like me? And even if I knew I wasn't interested in him, my ego didn't want to face rejection. So I still would give it my all and I'd be like, what do I need to do? And this 
made dating very exhausting for me because I wasn't being myself. And if you've ever had an experience where you've been inauthentic in some type of way, like maybe you've been trying to act a certain way, or you were trying to impress somebody, you feel exhausted after that because you're expending all your energy trying to be somebody or trying to create this perception of how you want to be seen. And it's not you and it's not real. And because I so wanted to avoid rejection, I made sure that I was being whoever I needed to be. And this was also a pattern showing up in other areas of my life, but really I was acting like I was a Hollywood actress and it felt very empty. I would, you know, the guys that I did get asked on a second day with date with, I was like, great, I need to like keep this up again. And I didn't even realize I was doing it until it, it, until I looked back when I was starting to do all the inner work, I was like, that's why I feel so exhausted. It's not that dating's exhausting. I was making it exhausting because I was pretending to be somebody and doing things that I didn't need to do. And who knows, maybe the men felt that energy and maybe they were like, something's kind of off or, you know, she seemed this way when we were messaging, but now she seems different. Who knows? Obviously those people were not meant for me. We were not meant for each other, but I did spend a lot of time really trying to impress the other person when I wish the mindset I would have walked in with. And this is what I tell my clients is, you know, you're seeing if there could be a connection. And a lot of it is like, like, would I want to date this person? Would I want to see him again? Would I want to go on a second date with him? So when you go in that with that mindset versus, oh my God, how can I make sure he asks me out again? Not only are you going to be more relaxed, but you're going to be in a space where you can actually gasp, may I say it, potentially enjoy yourself and have a great conversation. Even if it doesn't turn into something long-term, you can still have amazing conversations, but the way for that to happen is for two people to be authentic. So that was a big mistake that I made. Another mistake is that I would spend a lot of time making up stories about the person before I met them. So here's what that means. Let's say it was on a dating app and this guy were messaging back and forth. I would really read into what he was saying like a lot and his pictures. And I would spend a lot of time thinking about basically like creating this person in my head of who I thought this person was, whether I was interested in them or not, I was making all these assumptions about them and deciding that they were one way. And sometimes I would even talk myself out of going on, on a date with them because I would just assume that they were a certain way. And, you know, maybe I was right, but nine times out of 10, whatever story I would make up when I would go on the date, when I would meet up with them, I was like, wow, they are so not like what I imagined. This guy is so different. This is, wow. I thought he was really cocky, but he's actually not or the opposite. And what I've really learned from that and what I always share with my clients is you want to get on a date as soon as possible. You want to close that loop as soon as possible. And you want messaging to really be, you know, kind of feeling each other out and making plans to see each other. That's the ideal scenario. It doesn't always happen that way, but that's ideally what we want is for there to be, you know, some small talk, you know, getting to know each other a little bit 
over messaging. And then we want it to be leading somewhere. We want it to be leading to, you know, hopefully him saying, Hey, would love to get together. What days are you free this week? Because you want to see if there's a connection and the more time that goes by, if it's two weeks of you messaging back and forth with someone you haven't met, you've probably created a whole novel about them. And then when you do meet, it's like, you may not be seeing things that you need to, because you've spent more time living in this story of who you think they are. So you want to get on the date as soon as possible, because that's, that's how you're going to know if there's a connection is when you two meet up face to face, when you can feel their energy, when you can hear the words they're saying, it's super important. So the other mistake that I would make is that I didn't have one solid person. I didn't have a trusted support system while I was dating. So here's what I mean by this, because I had friends, I had people in my life who loved me and supported me and wanted me to be happy, but I didn't have one specific person who I really trusted, who I really was like, you know what, whatever she says I'll do, you know, I know her, I trust her. And it wasn't that I didn't trust people. It's just that it's important to remember that everyone is operating from their own projections and how they see the world. So I could go on a date that I thought was great and I could share about it with one friend and she'll say, that sounds like the best date ever. I could share about it with another friend and she may say, he said, what? Like, that's so rude. He sounds like this type of a guy and everyone is sharing their own perceptions And what ends up happening is if you are asking multiple people for their opinion, you're telling multiple people about the date and who you're talking to, you're going to get multiple opinions. And it can be really confusing when, you know, something that one friend says sounds good, but then you're like, well, she's also single and has been single for five years or oh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't want to trade places with her. I don't think her and her husband are the best match. So do I want to listen to her? And I would get really confused because I would ask a lot of people and get a lot of opinions. And when you have a lot of information and opinions, how likely are you going to be to be decisive and make a decision about something? You're going to feel clouded. You're going to feel overwhelmed and it tunes out your own natural voice. So really the switch for me, it was hiring a love coach and literally paying somebody and investing in myself in that way, where it was this clear thing of like, okay, I'm only going to get support from you. I trust you. I know your work. I know that you are in an incredible relationship. I, you know, I know you help a lot of women in this area. I'm going to invest in you and have this line of support. And once I did that, things got so much easier because I didn't have to, you know, get survey answers from all of my friends. And it was nice because then I didn't have to update friggin' all my friends, everyone in my life about dates. I just, I got to hold it closer to me and I would, you know, share with my coach about how the date went and we would together look at different things. And she would support me with, you know, feeling really empowered in that process. But when I did not have that, I didn't trust my intuition. I was really confused. And I felt like, like dating felt like a bigger deal than it was because I was, you know, sharing it, sharing about it with all my friends, like my whole 
text group, they, everyone in the group chat knew that I had a date on Wednesday and ever, people would be asking me, how was the day? Has he reached out yet? Has he confirmed? And it was like so much energy would go in before I would even go on the date or before I would even know if I liked the guy. And it's very rare that you'll share details with someone without somebody sharing their opinion or their point of view. And so it's really important to have boundaries also when you're dating to make sure that the people you are receiving support from, it's people who, you know, they have the relationship that you would want. You really trust them and you know that their motives are to see you happy and to see you thriving in a great relationship. So that was, you know, something that was really missing. Um, Also, and it's not that anything was wrong with having friends who are single, but, you know, if you're in conversations constantly with other single women and they're talking about, oh, another guy flaked on me or all guys are like this, like, just really be careful. Are you absorbing other people's limiting ideas and beliefs? I'm not saying don't be friends with single women, and just really make sure that the conversation around men, it stays as positive as possible and that you're not taking on their beliefs as your own. That's what I'll say. And the other very big mistake that I would make, and this caused me a lot of anxiety. This caused me a lot of stress. This caused me to feel really attached fast was that I would only focus on dating and seeing one person at a time. And this is in the early stages. Like I would go on one great date and I'd be like, okay, cool. That's it. I don't want to like go on the apps. I don't want to do anything else. Like I found someone I like, yay. And the reason that that was, was not smart of me is because when you only have one person you're interested in, you're going to focus all your energy and intention and attention on one person. So I would get to this place where I was constantly thinking of this person, imagining about them, obsessing, when am I going to hear back from them? When, when is he going to ask to see me again? And I didn't have any other options. It's not like, oh, well, hopefully I'll hear from him again. But you know, in the meantime, I have a date with someone else. Great tomorrow. I wasn't setting myself up like that. So I was setting myself up to obsess, to put all my eggs in one basket. And really the detrimental part is that you don't know this person yet. If you have only spent, you know, two hours with them, you've seen them two or three times and you've spent probably like under 10 hours with them. You don't know that person yet because they're on their best behavior or they they should be in the beginning of the dating process. So I would really focus on getting to know other people. That is the biggest thing is, you know, having a great date, meeting somebody else, because you want to have all your options on the table. You don't want to put so much pressure on one person to be it. And hopefully it works out with him because they may not even be a good fit for you. You two may not even be compatible. And if you wait to find that out until down the line, you're going to get emotionally invested. Four months are going to go by then, you know, something may happen where you find out that you two aren't compatible. It's going to be really sad and you will feel like, oh my gosh, I need to just take a break from dating. This is just so disappointing. And then you're going to stop and you'll take a lot of time to heal, which is great. You'll heal and you could be missing out on some other amazing men and opportunities. And so when you just make sure that you 
you know, do have multiple options. And I, I certainly don't mean, you know, I'm, I'm not saying sleep with five people, but, you know, go on dates with multiple people, see what you like, see different compatibilities. You're going to get super clear in that process. But if you're only putting your eggs in one basket from the get-go, it's not going to feel the best for you. And sometimes the other per- the person on the other end of that can feel that pressure especially if they're seeing other people and they know you're only seeing them, you know, they, they may feel that pressure. And so this is really for you. This is so you can end up with the partner of your dreams and best way to do that. in the beginning is to really be open to different possibilities. And so had I done that, I think I would have had a way easier time. I'm also an, you know, anxiously attached. And so I would, constantly check my phone. I would ask my friends, well, when is he going to text me? And it was like this, a lot of pressure. I was like, it has to work with this person. But then I was like, do I even like him? <laughs> like, are we even a fit? I, I didn't even know it became so blurred because all the pressure was on him. So those are the mistakes I made. Um, you know, what I would really say, the first thing we touched on is not taking things personally. So really being in the mindset of if nothing was personal, what would I make up about this scenario? I find that that is such a powerful question because if you're not taking something personally, you can kind of step away from your feelings and really look at the situation through a different lens. And another, you know, with me not being myself on dates, I, what really would have supported me and what I would advise you to do is to get even more comfortable with the the most authentic version of you love her as deeply as possible. Because when you do that, you're not going to want to dim down or shut off any part of her. And you're going to be able to take the full you on every date. And you're going to get to this beautiful place where you're like, well, I can't mess it up with the guy for me. So, you know, I'm going to be myself and being myself feels easy. And if it works out great, if it doesn't, that's okay too. But at least I'm myself in the situation. Now with having a trusted support system, this is really important. And what I would advise is just really having somebody you trust in your life. I would minimize how many people you're getting advice from because that if you're feeling any confusion or confliction, that sometimes can be the reason why is because you're letting the influence of a lot of people into your subconscious. So I would, I would focus on that. I would really find a support system. I would invest in yourself, maybe find a program to support you on your journey to attract your dream partner on an emotional level. Um, And next, you know, making up stories about the person before you meet them, I would just really focus on getting on the date as soon as possible. And I would also focus too on catching yourself when you're making, when you find yourself making things up about them and just being like, Hmm, that's an interesting assumption. I'll, you know, I look forward to finding out for sure when I meet them in person, rather than spending all this energy creating who you think they are in your mind. And then what I would also do is I would really, I would really make sure that you are 
opening yourself up to all possibilities. So do you have the tendency to delete the dating apps after you go on a couple great dates? Do you sabotage and you go on one date and you the date's good and then you don't follow up with any messages you have? Do you tend to you know limit yourself and only have one option? I would really be in the curiosity of that. So I hope that my past mistakes have been eye-opening and supported you in a certain way where you feel more confident moving forward. And I want to let you know that enrollment is open for fall in love. It is my signature group coaching program for single women who desire to have massive support in this area of your life where you are, you, you do want to attract your dream partner and you really want to focus on you in the process. So that looks like healing from your past, reprogramming your limiting beliefs, really getting clear on what you want, really learning how to be in this beautiful dance of masculine feminine energy having a support system, getting clear on who you are most compatible with, really learning how to feel empowered and in dating and have it be an intuitive experience when you trust yourself and really learning the tools to attract your dream partner. So if you are interested in that, go ahead and click the link in the show notes. We are starting very, very soon. And this will be the final round of 2021. So if you want to end the year off strong, if you want to completely transform your life in this area, I highly recommend that you run, don't walk to fill out your application because spots are limited. You get unlimited support for 90 days. And I want to make sure that you have the opportunity to step into a really powerful group into a life-changing experience. So if that's you go ahead and fill out your application, I cannot wait to read it over. And I loved spending this time with you. Please send me a DM. Let me know what resonated with you and I will see you next week. Bye beautiful. Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I hope you loved today's episode and got some takeaways from the message shared today. If anyone in your life would benefit from hearing this episode, please be generous and share it with them on your story. Tag me on Instagram at the Mindful Babe. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review on the iTunes store. Your reviews are what keeps this podcast going, and I appreciate you so very much. Have an incredible day, babe. Thank you.